Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. episode, I'm continuing my chat on eating your feelings during winter. So let's get stuck back into it. Okay, so what are you supposed to do about it? Well, it's a very good question. Managing emotional eating behaviors, food cravings and poor eating habits can take some work. And often you're trying to change habits that you've repeated daily Um, you know, or regularly for years and years and years and years, some of them since childhood. Now, if you also think about the environment and culture that we've all grown up in, most of us, particularly if you're in your sort of 40s and younger, have spent your entire life surrounded by diet culture, um, media, magazines, TV, movies, pushing a particular idea about health and body size and beauty, right, and dieting. So probably even, you know, older than that. But for, for those of us with who've spent a lot of time now with social media, we are, we are not doing good because of that. So you do have to be prepared to commit to the process of change. So definitely check out, again, my deep dive on emotional eating because I go through some key tools around that. But do know that, you know, changing habits, looking at managing emotional eating and cravings can sometimes mean three steps forward, two steps backwards, right? And we do this for months and months. Old habits, they die hard sometimes. But there's a few quick tips to help you manage your food choices during winter or when you're feeling a little bit low, right? The step number one is staying organized. So planning what you're going to eat is an important part of eating well, especially if you're busy. But what you have to do is plan to eat food that you really want to eat. The thing with organization and when you're feeling low and unmotivated is that sometimes to get started because you're already feeling a bit like I don't care anymore is that you have to drop your expectations of what staying organized means and you have to drop your expectations of the kind of food that you're trying to organize. So I talked about in one of my um, winter nutrition priorities uh, series around this concept of just picking one thing. One, What's one thing that you that if you changed that it would have a flow-on effect to all of these other areas of your life. And I had a client who picked meal planning, but she picked meal planning purely from the purpose of not trying to plan perfectly healthy meals, not trying to, um, you know, never eat takeaway. What she did was literally was just like, I just need to organize what and when I'm going to eat throughout the week. And sometimes that meant getting dim sims and chips at the football. Sometimes that meant having her favorite childhood meal, right, of steak and chips one evening. But because she was planned and organized, she could also then go, oh, I've got a side salad I can quickly throw in there. I've got fruit for snacks. I've got yogurt ready to go for breakfast, right? So she was actually more consistent with her diet quality when she was simply meal planning to just help her do her life well than when she was trying to 
be organized and get her carbs right and eat more protein and eat more fruit and get half a plate of veg and she was trying to change all these things at once. So sometimes staying organized is actually only helpful if your expectation of what is organized is helpful and achievable. Don't be a slave to the organization. The meal planning is there to serve you, not the other way around. You are not supposed to be the slave to the meal plan. The meal plan is there to serve you. Use it to set you up for success. Make sure you're planning food that you want to eat, not food that you have to eat. That is absolutely key. If your meal plan, following your meal plan feels like a chore, you will not do it. So make sure that you're planning food that you super, super want to eat. The next piece of advice, um, the next tip actually, is to get good advice. So sometimes we go in to tackle emotional eating or a carbohydrate and sugar cravings by signing up to like an I Quit Sugar, you know, program or a special, I'm going to just do this special um, like detox program and just get the sugar cravings out of my system or I need to go on the alkaline diet and just like cut all these foods out of my diet and alkalize my body, right? We just, we get poor advice. We take extreme measures in the hopes that we'll just like somehow knock our cravings out of our brain. But often what they they do, these things do, is that we rebound worse often than we were before or we can't even stick to the new regime that we're trying to for more than a couple of days because it's awful. It's too restrictive. You're hungry. You're tired. You miss your foods that make you feel good, right? And it's just crazy. Good nutrition advice takes into account your food preferences, so how you like to eat, what foods you like to eat, your lifestyle, Do you have kids? Do you have a partner? Do you have a busy job? Are you a shift worker? You know, how much exercise you do, right? Your skills in the kitchen. Do you have the ability to chop up vegetables, cook fish, boil rice and pasta, bake veggies in the oven, right? What's your skill level around food? Does your routine enable you to um, cook at particular times of the week or, um, you know, eat well, you know, at particular times, etc. So your ability to make it happen um, successfully will be based on good information about nutrient-rich foods, like the principles that then fit within your individual circumstance. And so what seeing a dietitian one-on-one can do is show you how those principles suit your life. And the cool thing is, is if you were to join my online program that teaches the principles, offers all of the nutrition information, the recipes, the, the um, example meal plans that come with shopping lists and they're fully customizable. You then pair that with one-on-one sessions with a dietitian. Like you're going to be a champion eater who has full understanding of the nutrition, how it applies to you and your life. And you can just start working on building these new habits into your life. And sometimes focusing your efforts on that rather than trying to fight the emotional eating and fight the craving actually results in the emotional eating and the craving getting better um, down the line. The next tip is learn some skills for managing your thoughts and belief systems. So beliefs, you know, and thoughts lead to feelings. 
and feelings lead to behaviours. And I talked about this in my deep dive on emotional eating. But sometimes, you know, we look at just addressing our actions and behaviours, which is really, you know, surface stuff. It's what everyone sees, our actions and behaviours. But sometimes we need to actually take some time and stop focusing on the food and what we're eating and stop starting another diet and stop trying to eat well on Monday again and actually take a look at what the internal stuff is doing, the thoughts and beliefs. Now, I mentioned in a previous episode that I've actually started some therapy. So I wanted to tell you guys about that. So a few weeks ago, I did an episode on my journey with mental health and I just talked through different challenges that I've been through in my life as an adult and a young adult. And it was funny, like talking about it was a really great thing. However, I I did also find that I really struggled like that week post that episode with some old feelings starting to pop up and I was not doing very well. And I've found myself doing, you know, um, poorly with my mental health on and off for many, many years. And so I just decided that it was time to go and get some help again. I've had help in the past. And so I've done two sessions with a psychologist now and it's been so great. I, I was lucky enough to, to click with the person um, that I find first guy. I think you've obviously got to find someone that you like. Um, he's a cool guy. I, li- I like him. He's all right. Um, he makes me think about stuff. And so I'm spending some time working on my thoughts and beliefs, like my inner dialogue. And what I found is, and I'm hyper aware of, is how toxic sometimes my inner dialogue has been. And so, you know, after one of my last sessions, I talked to him and I said, oh, do you help people, you know, with eating disorders or with disordered eating behaviours, emotional eating? And he was like, yeah, well, if there's emotional barriers as to why people are not changing their behaviour around food, he's like, I can help them overcome those barriers. He's like, like I'm doing with you. And I was like, of course. Because we emotional eat because we're feeling distressed, right? And so what he does and what other psychologists obviously would do is help you manage your inner thought and belief so that you're not becoming distressed in the first place. So it's really getting to the root cause of the, you know, distressing emotion that you're feeling so that you're then not having to have to make it go away with food at all. So certainly just learning some skills around managing your thoughts and beliefs getting help if you need it, go to your doctor, you know, ask for a mental health care plan, do what you got to do, right? Prioritize this stuff. You only live on this earth once. And I, I'm so glad that I've just gone on this journey. I'm just feeling so much better already. Um, and looking forward to seeing what is unpacked over the next few sessions. And yeah, go definitely go into exactly like I'd say to come and see a dietitian. like we can't fix years of, of, eating habits in one hour, right? You need to do multiple sessions of nutrition education and support to actually make good quality, long-term meaningful change. Same with the psychologist, same with the physio, if you've hurt your body, right? Commit to the process, commit to the process of change, build some skills, get support, make, make it lasting, meaningful and sustainable for yourself. Like really ditch that quick fix mentality in both your diet life and in your emotional life as well. My last tip is start with whole foods first, right? Like we can argue the finer details of nutrition, right? Should you eat 
this many carbs or this many fats or should you eat grains? You know, it's just, it's exhausting. I'm over it. I'm tired, right? The thing with making all these silly rules about, oh, I don't eat gluten because gluten is so evil. Oh, but the other day I had sourdough and eggs at my local cafe. And I was kind of like, why would you make a rule about not eating gluten if you're just going to eat it? Why don't you just sort of say, I'm just minimizing these foods and I'm focusing on eating other foods. You know, I don't know. It just, ah. if you focus on building your diet out of whole minimally processed foods first, it doesn't mean you can never not eat a processed food. And in fact, processed foods have their place and they're absolutely a hundred percent fine to be included. And in fact, there are lots of processed foods that are super healthy for you to include in your diet regularly. But rather than getting too caught up in the nitty gritty is just go, gosh, can I up my vegetable intake? Can I eat more foods that haven't changed much between the farmer and me? You know, if we focus our attention just on nourishment and including more nutritious foods rather than restriction and cutting out, you know, so-called bad or unhealthy foods, then we'll actually find ourselves eating less of the nutrient poor foods um, naturally as a result of that. So it is going to be cold for another couple of months. If you live down near Canberra or, you know, Victoria, or you're in the Southern Hemisphere, right, we've got cold coming for a little while. So we may as well take the opportunity to learn how to manage this because it's going to come around every year. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you in the next one. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.